that again. No, that worked. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay then, cool. Hi everyone, welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hey Yahoo! Hi everyone, make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter. Yup, yup. Hey, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Diana. Welcome. Hey. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Actually, update was well, not really... Uh, actually, it's kind of exciting. So I went to the cinema on my own for the first time yesterday. Oh, how was that? It was actually so good. I, I'm, I've yeah. got a habit of falling asleep in cinemas and I almost did fall asleep, but oh gosh. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I well think it's because it's so dark. I just I just end up falling yeah. asleep. But I didn't fall asleep. Um, but I went to watch this movie. I think Odeon are doing this series across the summer that um, focuses on black film directors. And um, okay. I went to see a film called No Turning Back. And it's um, a Jamaican movie by a British director. Her name's uh, Nicolette Buckner. And um, it was really good. It, and she, she actually was in the cinema while I was there because there's only been a few viewings across the country. Um, and she came over and introduced herself to me. <laughs> and then she did a Q&A oh, at the so end. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it was so cute. Oh. Um, but it's her first ever movie and um, she's self-taught. She didn't go to any sort of like film school or anything. And the movie's oh, wow. good. It's it's like a crime crime drama kind of thing and all of the actors except one are actually Jamaican like a lot of them it's their first movie and they're of all different ages um, and it's got like a twist at the end it's it's good like I'd definitely watch it again Um, it's really good that sounds amazing that sounds like such a good experience and look at you making director debuts (laughs) wow literally like the first time now bringing it back to the podcast okay I know okay the first time I went to the cinema on my own and that happens, I was like, oh, this is just, if it's like this most of the time, maybe I'll turn up and see Steven Spielberg at the next one or something. <laughs> good luck. But, yeah, but it was really good. And I definitely promote solo dates. Take yourself out. If you want to go and see something or do yeah. something, just do it by yourself. Okay. And what was that film called again? It's called No Turning Back. And she's gone and out to who, Jamaica. Who's the director? Do you, do you um, know what her name is? Yeah, Nicolette Buckner. And um, she's okay. gone out to Jamaica this week to actually try and get it on screens over there because apparently it's harder to get movies mm-hmm. on screens like in the Caribbean than what it is in London. I think oh, they really? just haven't got like the system set up. So she's having to go over there and like liaise with people to get it in cinemas. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. How are you? What have um, you been up to? I'm all right. I also went to the cinema last week. Mm. Um, so I went to see Nope, which is so funny. When I was mm-hmm. telling, when people people were asking me, oh, what are you going to see? And I was and I was responding, Nope. And like, <laughs> literally, Jordan Peele does not make his titles easy to let people know what people are, what you're going to see. Because mm. imagine like people ask, oh, what are you going to see? Get out. Oh, what are you going to see? <laughs> Us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> People are always gonna be like, "Huh? What, what do you mean?" It simple. <laughs> Literally, so like I'm saying, telling people, "What are you gonna see?" Nope. The people nope. are like, "Sorry." I'm like, "No, no, no. That's the film. I'm going to see Nope." Um, 
But yeah, so I went to see Nope. But I went to see it in 4XD, which yeah. I personally really enjoyed. I enjoyed oh, it in good. 4XD. Um, my friends said that they didn't think there was any point in it being in 4XD, but I actually, mm. I enjoyed it. I I liked how, because my friend was saying that she didn't understand with some bits what was the point in having it, but mm. I understood it i was just like well no because now we're in the car and it's tense at the moment and now mm. he's riding on a horse so that's why it's like mm. we're galloping and whatever and it's like yeah. the tense and then and like, to, to be honest it was making me jump more because you know when it like sprays in the back of the oh, neck and stuff is that and it's what just it like, is for xd it's yeah. where like and it like kind of jiggles the seats around oh. yeah but like so it was for xd but it but the film isn't 3d mm which I was happy about because it's like I can't stand 3D 3D films and it's like why I'm, I don't see the point anymore in these 3D films like you watch 3D films and not everything is even that 3D like I was, so I saw Black Panther in 4XD and that was mm. 3D as well mm. and like there wasn't many 3D elements in there like it was just a bit mm. like this, what's the point like it's like they forget halfway through the film about making it 3D then I, and then the final fight they're like oh wait shit, it's meant to be 3D let's get oh, some really? things to throw up to, That's such a to shame. fly out because you think with Marvel movies they're so action packed that like they'd they'd fit so much but in. So, but they're so fucking long that they forget <laughs> halfway through that this oh yeah we're making this film 3D as well. Let's have things flying out. Mm. Um but yeah but um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in 4XC to be honest. Mm-hmm. And as well I enjoyed the film. I can't remember what happened at the ending though. I'm kind of thinking what happened to this person at the end? They kind of mm. I can't I don't know. I can't remember what happened. But um I enjoy yeah. I enjoyed the film. Like the film is just a bit like Yeah, I can't really I can't describe it to you. Yeah. But I did don't enjoy spoil, it cuz I need to see this. I'm not going to spoil it. Is it is it yeah. like out of the cinemas now cuz you said that it was only in there for a week? I think maybe I think maybe it was just 4XD that it was only in oh, there okay. for a week. Okay. When I double checked. So do, so mm. like double check. I think it should still be I should think so because they're advertising it like really big because um yeah. it's like one of, it's the biggest it's what like biggest film at the moment and mm. and like they went all out with this film and stuff yeah. as well. Oh, I need to see it. I need to see it. I just miss like back at home um where my family live our local cinema is three pound on a monday for a ticket which is just like ridiculously cheap yeah it's like a local cinema and um Mm -hmm. your snacks and that probably cost more than your ticket which like isn't that bad to be fair you pay like maybe like under 15 pounds for the whole experience which is so good yeah that's good to be honest i was surprised that my popcorn was six pound i thought it was usually more expensive was it large or small a large oh okay yeah but mm. like the large look is small now <laughs> it's not <laughs> as big as it used to be <laughs> but I, I was just like I thought it was, my popcorn was going to be more expensive mm. Mm. what is your go to cinema snacks popcorn sweet popcorn what about drinks and I have to I have to buy it in the cinema I don't care for the drinks because I'm not I don't really like fizzy drinks mm. so you know when they used to have those combos and it's like oh yeah you have to might as well get a large popcorn and a large mm. drink I don't want a fucking large drink in the <laughs> cinema I don't want to be spending £12 to have to have a large drink as well I just want the popcorn mm. you know and I can bring my own drink because yeah. like, I, I just brought my <laughs> bottle of water with me <laughs> like, I, I love sneaking you know, stuff in <laughs> but like I don't even think it's sneaking anymore like is it I not think, they don't check do they no and I think it's about time that they don't care because mm. I'm sorry like the prices in the cinema is extortionate 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they probably don't get like pay rises today or like decent pay rises. The people that work no. there. So I doubt they, they care. They, but it's, I, I think it's awkward confronting people. Yeah, I don't think it's a rule anymore, though. I, I specifically mm. don't think it's a rule. I feel like when cinema was actually like a day out before and that mm. and I don't I feel like cinema hasn't been a day out for I would say like I want to say 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Cinema hasn't really been a day out as such. Not since like Netflix and streaming has come out. Um mm people are spending less money actually going out to go to the cinema because it's like why am I going to go and sit and watch something on a big screen when most people have big screens in their houses mm-hmm. you know yeah it's true so it's, it's true. not it's not even like I think since like for the past 10 years because it's not a novelty I think people aren't really caring if you bring your own snacks because mm. the, the tickets they've just raised the ticket prices anyway to be extortionate so yeah yeah I just love going to the cinema the whole experience it's just so cute I like the experience as well that's why I was like because um, I was saying to my friend oh but I need to buy popcorn blah 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 mm. and she was like oh I'm just getting some from Tesco I'm like but I have Tesco popcorn every single week like mm. cinema popcorn is different like, <laughs> I, need to, I need the popcorn from the cinema because it's fresh and it's warm and it's like mm. yeah <laughs> I like cinema popcorn I normally get popcorn yeah. and then I get um, one of those drinks what's it called um, the, the slushies slush things. yeah yeah. I get one of them that's the thing I don't like slushies either like, don't they're you? too cold yeah they're too they cold they are very cold <laughs> they are cold <laughs> and, I, and I was never because they used to have like the Fanta fruit twist slush mm. and I never really, I never liked Fanta fruit twist <laughs> <laughs> I just do didn't nice like ones. that flavour Oh, they're ice blasts. That's what they're called. Yeah, I get the blue and the uh, red one, or sometimes just the red one yeah. on its own. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of slushies. I think it's because it's just so cold and it doesn't actually quench your thirst. You're just thirsty after no. you drink it. It's like yeah, sugary snack. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not very good with drinking like lots of drink. It takes me a long time to drink a drink. Whereas popcorn, I'll be yamming that mm. and I'll finish the popcorn. Yeah. But yeah, if you don't like munching yeah, in the cinema, I'm the worst person to go with because I'm going to be munching I was just loud thinking and this. I don't care. <laughs> with ice blasts as well, like I will literally be sucking the end of it <laughs> and slurping <laughs> so everyone can hear. Noise. But like <laughs> trying to get the, all the whole ice point out. of being in the cinema though. I know, let wanted, me be a child. If you, like if you wanted to watch a film quietly, go watch a film at home then, you know, mm. in the dark by yourself. Like, but Honestly, like the whole point I of the cinema is to... Let, let's normalise you know, communicating in the cinema like I like talking to people <laughs> I don't want to be silent for an hour and a half <laughs> to be honest that's true because I feel like when I saw Get Out mm. so when I, when I went to see Get Out in the cinema it was one of the best and even Black Panther as well the best cinema experiences ever because like with Get Out Everyone was like, oh, no, no. And everyone was kissing their teeth and everything. And then at the end, yeah. when they had the fight, when they had the final scene, and then it was the TSA guy and not the police, everyone was <laughs> applauding. We were all clapping. And like, I just love experiences like that. And especially like when I'm in the cinema, like I'll be kissing my teeth and mm. I'll be just like, nah. And, and people will start laughing around me and like it makes the experience. It's it, That's what makes the experience fun. Like people's reactions to things. And like, I'll just make like, and I'm one who will be making like sarcastic comments when I'm watching mm. things. Yes, yeah, so am I. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that just makes it more fun. And it's fun in the cinema when you just make your sarcastic comment. And yeah, my yeah. friend kept being like, oh, I can't go to the cinema with you. Can't go to the cinema with you. You keep mm. talking. I'm just like, shut up. You're talking. I know. <laughs> you're I got talk- told you're that talking by and a not saying anything well. relevant right now. Like- just, <laughs> <laughs> I went on a bloody date and the guy was like, do you always talk throughout movies? I was like, yeah, sorry. Oh, wow. Like, who told you to take me on a date to the cinema, please? I know. Oh. I think it's just because at like, home, when, t- when I watch movies with my mum and my, my family, my mum pauses the telly to talk. She's like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, talking about everything that's on the screen. And I think I've just, that's rubbed off on me. And other people, it's not normal. Uh-huh. And I thought it was normal. I was like, we all have. It's very button. normal. Yeah. <laughs> for for mums and people to like, oh gosh, like my uncle, like, because the thing is though, when I watch stuff as a family, my uncle, he's the worst. He'll be mm. talking and asking about what is going to happen. Like he's <laughs> genuinely asking us what is going to happen. We're that's like, uncle, so, we're watching it at the same time as you. <laughs> we're, we're watching, we're all watching the same film. And then as well, like my mum will just start talking, mm. but like no one will pause the TV and then it's like, we have to rewind. And it's just like, yeah, everyone's yeah. just talking, talking. It's not even like, no one's making kind of like fun, sarcastic comments. You're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. that is the difference. Like if I was just talking, talking, then fine. But I wasn't talking, talking. I was munching my popcorn and then just be like, and just like screaming at random parts because it was funny. <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting things blasted in my neck. Of course I'm gonna scream because my neck is very sensitive. Like I really hate yeah. anything behind me. But um, <laughs> that kind of experience reminds me of whenever you go to like um, a fun fair or like a fairground yeah. kind of place, and there's the the haunted house, and you go in there, and then you're just like shaken from side to side, and like stuff is yeah. blowing all over you, and like water just spits at you. I just yeah. that's my favorite type of ride to go on when I'm at, at like a theme park because it's just like oh my god I don't know what to expect I don't know what's gonna happen but and yeah. I know there's not gonna be likely that there's a huge drop and I'll just be sh- mm-hmm. surprised it's gonna be like a nice ride but I'll be scared a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> that's like um because that's what I was like with the 4xd I'm just like oh this is like a roller coaster basically because yeah. yeah. they're like flying around <laughs> like this and it's just like what is happening then we're getting stuff squirted in our necks and then like oh there'll be blood splatters and then we'll get wet <laughs> on us and it's like Ugh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah you can't expect fun. people to be silent. Everyone's going to be shouting at Not that. Not when you're getting shook around. Like if you're just silent, yeah. that's boring. Like that's as much weird. as my friend kept saying, "Oh, you keep you keep doing like shut up. You were having fun because I was making my comments. Like stop, please." <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. I I just love cinemas. I love feeling like a child and going with my snacks. Yeah, and talking and chatting and you know enjoying the entertainment that's what I'm paying for exactly exactly um yeah but it, that was fun going to the cinema mm-hmm. like I, I, it seems like I go to the cinema like, cinema like once every two years now or something like that but yeah yeah that was fun mm. and then I also binged watch Never Have I Ever um, I don't know if you're ready to talk on this. Are you ready to talk? Have you been no, it? You haven't I haven't watched, watched it, have anything yet. I haven't. You've okay. watched it within like two days. <laughs> no, I literally watched it in one day. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally just, which is what I normally do. I normally binge watch everything in a day. Mm. But um, don't worry, guys. We're not going to spoil them because Diana hasn't watched it yet. So, um, but, you know, at a normal time when people have watched it all, we'll, we'll then talk about it. But yeah. um, I thoroughly love this season though. Um... Just loving seeing the diversity, loving to just loving to see so many Indian characters. 
and yeah just i just love it i just love seeing so mm. many brown people on my screen and because that, that's the thing like you know when people like shouting shouting about representation blah 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 blah, blah like i don't the thing is like i actually don't need to see black representation all the time like i don't have to see just black people represented i want to see all different people represented mm. represent I'm saying that right, right? Yeah, represented. <laughs> represented. Yeah. Sorry, it's sounding wrong on my on my mouth. But um yeah, and it's it's enjoyable to watch. It's enjoyable to watch a culture. It's enjoyable to watch um an an Indian girl and her family and those cultural um mm-hmm. those and the cultural themes that they that they go through and I love it. So yeah, that's what I've that's also what I binge watch. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I need to watch it, but just been watching other time, random cool. stuff yeah yeah anyhow oh yeah so um we were just chatting about this um mm. so there has been some divorces from the cast of love is blind from the new season <laughs> very interesting already um well is it already have they been together for two years now though i think ouch yeah, because it was recorded way before it came out because they did the reunion, yeah. didn't they? Um, yeah. It could be two years. And they had the pandemic. So it might yeah. be two years. So mm, they lasted longer than quite a few. But, but it's so strange had, how they both name? divorced within like a few weeks. Of each other, yeah, like announcing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there's... that's true. Danielle and Nick, who... Danielle was the one that... <laughs> That would just argue for nothing. She just argued. And she said, and fun. she seemed very insecure, and she just wanted mm. to start arguments about anything and everything. Even though Nick was just like, "Hold on, I'm trying to talk to you." Or Nick was actually going through something, and mm. Danielle was not having it. She was just like, "No, but you need to be focused on me." And it's just like, "Yeah, but like, literally, my family are saying X, Y, Z. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Focus on me and my family." And it's like, "Mate, hold on." Hold on, girl. Like, she Nick, blink twice. Blink twice. <laughs> he was in love with her, though. Or he was, like, he was infatuated. infatuated. Yeah, infatuated. Yeah, was... it was very weird. And he was very mm. full-on, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in under her spell. Ways. But then I don't know if he wanted to even be there. He was just there. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like he was, like so because like because as well like Nick was very much when Danielle wasn't there he was chatty patty man Mm, he was just like do not chatty patty he loved it legit (laughs) and um I just feel like he was just like I don't know he liked the idea of being the perfect couple Mm. so anything if Danielle was like doing up anything and showing him red flags he was trying to kid himself into thinking no it's yeah. okay because we're going to be the perfect couple we're the strongest couple we're going to be the strongest Deluded. couple we're going to be the Lauren and Cameron that was kind <laughs> of like what he wanted yeah <laughs> it did not come across like that they come across as very very unstable erratic <laughs> yeah yes. erratic that's the word even um, unstable was a good word as well mm. <laughs> For the other couple that have got a divorce uh, Ayanna and Jarrett which, yeah, um, which I guess a lot of us again, saw come in potentially, which is sad as well. well but. I just kind of, their, their coupling just was not odd, but it was odd because <laughs> I'm sorry, the guy was trying to propose to someone else and then came to you the next day mm-hmm. being like, yeah, let's get married. And as well, his proposal to her wasn't like he wasn't dressed up. She wasn't dressed up, mm-hmm. you know? It was very much like, yeah marry me 
marry me um marry mm. me maybe yeah like it was very much like question mark mm. um <laughs> and like the girl had to literally consider like literally you had to sit there and consider hold on you asked me to marry you but you're crying you were crying over some bitch yesterday and today you asked me to he marry you he was sobbing you. as well like he his heart literally, was broken like heart broken sobbing which is as well like it just didn't make sense even like when they were kind of proposing like mm-hmm. Jarrett just it didn't make sense because it was like hold on you you had seen that him and Ayana had like so much connection and stuff mm. But then, then, but he really wanted to get married to Mar- Mallory because Mallory liked football mm. and owned a house. I was like, Spanish. <laughs> yeah, and as well, he had a problem. Didn't he have a problem with um, Ayana being in school as well? Yeah, because he thought that she wasn't independent enough, whereas Mallory, yeah, had her two houses and, you know, that oh, stability. Yeah. But it's just like, but mate, what do you want? Do you actually want someone that you can build a life with, or you're just trying to move in with one of your boys? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it that's what it sounded like. He couldn't make mm. his mind up about. Um, yeah. yeah, but then to be fair, he did have more common interests with Mallory than what he did with Ayana, because it did seem. It definitely was like, oh, you were her, his second option. Because, but they had, but they mm. had more of a, an emotional bond, though. And wouldn't you think but like, was that it not emotional a bond? bond? Mm, maybe that's true. Could have been because it Could've was. Been. It was about her childhood, wasn't it? About yeah, but also then, he had he was emotional with her as well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether but, like they had the emotional connection, but was it? Like authentic, or was it just because they've both been through? Just shit? because both of them would, both of them had kind of experienced trauma. True, and as well, anyway, that Jarrett was showing hella mm. red flags about. Oh yeah, I keep in contact with my exes in case they work in HR. Oh, that mm. the HR thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these men. Oh gosh, we're struggling out here. Oh god, I need to stay in touch with my ex in case she works for HR. Like, if that come yeah. out of someone's mouth, I think you're joking. I think I'd laugh in your face. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Literally. You can't be HR. for real. HR. <laughs> out of all of the HRs in every single company, but she just might happen to work in HR in your, your company. It's like, all yeah, the reasons it's you could random. say, I, this is why I stay in contact with my ex. Maybe because, like, you know, she's she was close to my family. Like, we actually spent a lot of time together. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I get it. I wouldn't really enjoy it, but I'd kind of no. get the excuse. But sorry, she work, she work, in case she works in HR, even though she doesn't work in HR. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> Do you just date HR Very managers? Mm. <laughs> Must be so he can get a job. A bit easier yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, he's looking for he those houses. application process. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I it's sad. I don't like hearing that people have got divorced, but yeah. So this season, none of the couples stayed. There's only two married. of them, I think, that got married, and none of them stayed together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of the others who, you know, didn't get married are together either. So it's an unsuccessful no. season of Love Is Blind. So, Shake was right. Yeah, maybe love isn't blind. <laughs> maybe love is blurry. <laughs> Shake reminds me of Andrew Tate a little bit. <laughs> no, he's getting his tips from Andrew Tate. That most definitely. Mm. Yeah, most he listens to his podcast because he's he's trying to stop. Yeah, start a podcast and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Be misogynistic. 
Well, Andrew oh, Tate's been banned from Instagram and Facebook now. Well done, oh, girlies. Yeah. We took we him down. It. We did it. Well done. And all the YouTubers <laughs> that I just see making videos on him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God. Um, but yeah. On to the next. <laughs> um, On to the next one. So I guess a little bit of news. Um, not really anything that stands out, but recently footage, leaked footage come out of Liz Truss, the oh, yeah, I did soon to be prime minister, potentially. Um, potentially, yeah, maybe. Mm, in 2019, she basically said... This was um, that... that- 2019 that wasn't that long ago no it wasn't that long ago <laughs> and uh, people were making out that it was long long ago but it wasn't that long ago pre-lockdown no. but um she said british we workers remember 2019 anyway sorry carry on <laughs> she said british workers need to put in more graft suggesting that they lack skills and application of um our foreign rivals and they basically british workers lack the mindset and attitude to uh, make us a more prosperous country um because there's a little desire to change our working culture we people outside of london lack productivity (laughs) (laughs) wait only people outside of london wow okay you haven't met these men (laughs) okay anyway but yeah carry on they lack productivity that's her main so, her main comments the highlights which is a madness okay so basically um because yeah because i was watching the novira media video where they yeah, spoke same. about this and they came out mm. with the statistics so um we've got france and germany whose product productivity is higher like considerably higher than the uk mm-hmm. um and yeah considerably higher than the uk and they work less working hours and also have better um better like government systems in place Mm. (laughs) so um so i feel like that needs to take into consideration the places that have um worse productivity than us is japan and canada and if you think about like the working lifestyle in japan um, Mm -hmm. um i'm not i can't speak too much on canada but I know that Canada is quite similar to the UK. Like I was kind of using the argument for Canada, Canada being quite cold a lot of the year. Mm. That could be a reason why productivity could be even, could be lower. And then also mm-hmm. with Japan, with the lifestyle that Japan is like everywhere, um, especially like when you're living in the city, like um, you got kind of uh, like accommodation and rooms are very small. You like that and mm. that city lifestyle. So sorry. <laughs> that city lifestyle is very like claustrophobic and it's just very much like kind of you're at home in your small room then you at work and that's it and I feel like that could be another reason why productivity could be lower than us in Japan so I just feel like this is more of a comment on the um the lifestyle like the life and well-being of the Mm. people in this country and how we don't have enough like better like enough um, support kind systems of like, and stuff. Yeah, support systems for mm. for a better way of life in this UK. I think that's. I think mm-hmm. that is a very like a very um, like a stark kind of contrast of mm. like what's the word? <laughs> I think that just shows like this whole idea very that the UK is less yeah. productive. Yeah, it's very telling of actually what what systems do we have in place to help people have a good lifestyle. At the end of the day, a lot of people 
this like people have been um suffering and dying of austerity more so than before underneath mm. this conservative government and i feel like product productivity is a ref- can be a reflection of that because like yeah yeah why, why should we be pro- productive if we can't even pay to have a life and we can't buy ha- we can't buy homes like what will we being productive for we can't like- afford electricity <laughs> Like and when, all, all like, of our electricity is the same price as rent like and i guarantee as well productivity will probably decrease because gen z definitely doesn't want to work for billionaire people don't want to work for billionaires anymore people don't want to work and work no. and work until they die i, I don't want to work if you're not paying me money few. to live yeah like that's what i mean and like we've said like before meritocracy isn't real the harder you work doesn't then guarantee that you're going to succeed more so what what actually makes anyone want to work hard like it's going to be for you know well-being reasons that it's actually going to improve your lifestyle not that it's gonna exactly like i think uh, for me at least i'd work hard if i knew that i'd get more like holidays i'd get more benefits yeah i'd get if um, i was gonna get more money yeah, like if people have sick pay and stuff like that, but people just they're not they yeah. they haven't got the basic things. So why would people be working hard Productive. like so hard? And it's like why are these and how can, constantly and these how, women are coming sorry, saying, Karen. work harder, work harder, work harder. Like leave Ugh, us alone. Gosh, literally, like Kim Kim Kardashian, fuck off. Like yeah. and as well, I feel like um it just shows though. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh. <laughs> So no, because it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, mm. But it's like, what? What's the point in working hard when it's like you can't, you can't have anything to show for it? It was right on the tip of my tongue. I don't know what mm. I was gonna say. It was right there. <laughs> It'll come back. But but yeah, it's oh just gosh. it takes a pierce. It's just like leave us alone. <laughs> if you yeah. want us to work harder, then maybe give us some sort of incentive to work harder. Because why would I? And work what's harder? the point in working hard? Why should I work yeah. hard when it's like when I can't afford a life to live anyway? What's the point of me start, working hard for for a life I can't afford? They will literally steal the soft life quote and tell people <laughs> soft life is like um, they'll start using it like how they use woke and snowflakes and everything oh, else. <laughs> literally, like the lazy oh, this soft, soft life, life nonsense. Like bitches, you guys have been doing up soft life for how long? Failing upwards, all that bullshit. What do you guys think you True. guys are doing? Like, yeah, you guys are doing life. soft life. You guys are, yeah. you know, killing people because you can for soft life, just because you don't want to do your jobs. You guys aren't fucking productive because mm. you don't want to do your jobs and you don't care about other people, but you're telling everyone else that we need to be working harder. For why? Work, work harder for what? For what life? What's what? What am I gaining from working harder? My pay is decreasing and I can't go nowhere. So what what am I what do I have to gain from being more productive? I don't have anything to gain. And it just (laughs) I think it's just an attack again on working class people because oh it's convenient that people outside of London are the lazy ones. I bet next will come for immigrants, next will come from for people on benefits, which she's already Mm -hmm. making statements about oh people should get off benefits if they can, blah blah blah. It's like just (laughs) higher pay everyone. Is that her? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Maybe it was her. Maybe it was. It was some. It was some dusty woman, anyway. But, mm. but yeah, it's just boring. Like, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, leave us alone. Because you mm-hmm. guys clearly, you cli- you guys aren't trying to do nothing for us in this government. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
something else that I saw online linking to conservatives. So there's an American conservative dating app um, and mm-hmm. a promo video launched. <laughs> it's going to launch in September um, and it's an invite only free app. And the advert is just like hilarious. It's like, first of all, they're promoting, pro- well, they're advertising um, the app as a whole and showing profiles of like just white people. They've also said that it's only for men and women oh, coming for non-binary people again. So, and also for gay people, it's only for cishet people. Um, ladies <laughs> don't have to pay for premium, um, which whatever. Like, I don't have a massive problem with that. But um, yeah, the advert mm-hmm. was just very, very corny. And um, what's kind of what's <laughs> kind of contradictory about this is that one of the main creators of the app is a gay conservative man. <laughs> he's not allowed on the app. Yeah, he's not actually allowed on the app. And he says, oh, it's only a function for um, straight people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. So he, um, doesn't to, yeah. he doesn't want to meet... I don't know, maybe, maybe he's not into dating other gay conservatives. Maybe he's not into that. Yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe he's yeah, yeah into the opposite. Maybe he has a kink. <laughs> Who knows? Like purple hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. Go and have a look at it if you haven't seen it already. It's it's quite humorous. Yeah, okay, that's madness. Um Purple Hearts, <laughs> by the way, just for anyone who's confused, is a new Netflix film which is basically like war propaganda and I've heard it's very awful, so I'm not gonna bother watching it. But yeah. No. <laughs> um yeah that's all I'm gonna say on that there's not really much key news that I wanted to talk about this week yeah that's nice they're giving us a break a break from all the trauma yeah which is lovely of them what about Um, you so Gemma Owens um oh yeah yeah so I just went on Twitter and just was looking at all the bad vibes on there yeah and um (laughs) yeah Gemma Owens um has PLT deal and um, so someone tweeted saying <laughs> Gemma Owen wore a 50k necklace in Love Island and now she's selling three pound crop tops how on earth is she suited to this that was um, yeah so Sarah tweeted that which I thought was pretty funny um, and yeah. even in the PLT photo like because like Diana, you were saying how she's not a fashion girl and stuff which yeah we mm-hmm. got that kind of from watching um, and like even in the PLT photo, she's just wearing a shirt. She looks like she's um like she looks like she's doing like a book signing or something, or like she's a receptionist, or you know like she's gonna be like, Gemma. oh, you need some help mm. filling out this form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what she looks like in this photo. Or she but looks like she looks like, a like she's doing caller. a book signing. <laughs> like mm. she's smiling. She's holding a pen. <laughs> She's got this piece of pink paper in front of her. She's sitting at a desk. She's got a pretty little thing mug with her coffee. She mm-hmm. looks like she's working at reception. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh-huh. I honestly think her her style, she doesn't dress bad. I quite like some of the things she wears, but it's kind of giving like holistic. She don't really have a style. It's just, it's yeah, just more Julie of like... Hicks what's Jack what's Wills. trending at the moment mm. even like I don't know Gap like it's giving gap. kind of like <laughs> she said Gap <laughs> she said the Gap Gap <laughs> it is though like it's not giving Pretty Little Thing which 
it's, mm, it's fine it's but then it's like there's a lot of the girls in there that were more fashion girls than her so why did they go for Gemma yeah I wonder oh Tasha's signed with eBay isn't she yeah 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 that's cool that is cool and Tasha was the fashion girl of the season mm-hmm. of this Love she Island was. Didn't it? she was yeah yeah, yeah. interesting but, but yeah mm. it's just kind of like okay cool very generic I, feel, I just feel like PLT are just being very generic and it's and kind PLT of just like is what is she, now. What is she it is it's like what is, she, what is Gemma gonna give to PLT yeah it's just so washed I like, can't the even imagine so Gemma yeah I can't even imagine Gemma like in PLT clothing though like no same do you like, know what's what I mean her line I, just, be I don't know she's gonna I just can't imagine release her line I mean, now, to be honest, I can only imagine her in this white um, receptionist shirt right now. Like, I just can't see anything. Maybe she's going to do a yeah. work line, like a work clothing line. Work clothing line. But the girl don't has never mm-hmm. worked a day in her life. The girl is 19 <laughs> years old. She's never had to go into an office. Mm. Her dad is a footballer. Like, I feel like that's even why she's on Love Island. I feel like... Okay, at 19, fine. We don't, like, I don't expect people to, like, know exactly what they want to be doing at 19 and stuff. But she, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she's even gone on Love Island because she don't know what to do with herself. Like, she wasn't going to be going to uni. She she isn't going to just be going and getting a job in, in you know, retail. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, and oh, she had that well, job, what do I like, do? The horse riding thing. She has a job. Equestrian or whatever it's called. What is it called? Equestrian. Equestrian. Yeah, but she's not that. That's well, that's not her job though. She just she owns horses and does horse riding. What she did? No, what, she said she, that was her job. That was her job. What looking after the horses mm-hmm. or like horse riding? No, she's show, like just, she's, she's a dancer jumping. on a horse. Oh, she does um, what's dressage? Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about fucking people on horses. <laughs> did she, did she say she wanted to be in the Olympics? Uh, I don't think so. Like, who knows? Maybe she does. But then as well, like, is that a job or is that just her being an athlete? Like, I mean, like, and as well, actually, you know, like being an athlete is that a job? Like, cause athletes have to have jobs on the side of being of doing training. Yeah, most athletes have other jobs, like unless like they'll call themselves an athlete, but they won't call mm-hmm. themselves. They won't say that their job is an athlete, and in, in, unless they're like, oh yeah, I'm focusing. Like you um, saying, oh, I'm a full or like I'll be like a full time athlete, or I'm focusing mm. on this. But it's kind of like yeah. you know, like the like the women's Euros football team. Like they're mm. not they're not introducing themselves. Like they'll say, I'm a footballer, mm-hmm. but then as well that they'll do X Y Z. Like but. I don't know is footballer a job title well I guess here yeah. footballer is kind of a job title now but like and I guess sprinter is a job title as well hmm okay so yeah I guess that could be her job I guess but like if she, I guess if she she's not good it, enough to even to be in the Love Olympics Island. then mm. what, oh when she came to Love Island she said that she's a horse rider yeah she she's a show jumper that's what she said when she entered oh she did show jumping then is that it so she did show jumping and dressage dressage. I don't know I don't know she said one of them (laughs) she said it to Luca (laughs) oh to Luca yeah but what did she say in her thing 
she definitely said she does something with horses 100 okay and then laughed at luca when he says that he fishes yeah i think so yeah she was very rude to luca at first very yeah, she's like your name's weird <laughs> yeah and then she's laughing at him for being a fisherman yeah because she, she yeah. laughed at his job and then yeah. when um when liam said that oh yeah he played a bit of football that she was laughing at liam about him playing a bit of football like looking down on him and then when lucas said it afterwards that he played a bit of football she's like oh really Mm. It's like, what the fuck? What is this double standards? You're just not yeah, nice. Yeah, because Liam was like, oh, I studied sports science or something. Or phys- yeah. no, what was it? Physio and she was or looking something. down. No, it's sports science. And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she was looking down on him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she was very rude. I'm sorry. At the beginning, I still don't, I still haven't forgotten that. She was very rude. Very classist. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. It showed, girl. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway... Um, I don't know what you're going to do at PLT, Gemma, but okay. Good luck. <laughs> I can only say okay. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say good luck. The girl the girl comes from money already. She still has her horses. She's still going to be doing her dressage and her show jumping. It just makes me think like she she's not, she's, she, it's like she's not good enough at it to, to actually kind of like even kind of get to the Olympics and stuff like that. It just sounds like she's not good enough at, good enough at it to be a full-time like athlete. Yeah, but then could you say that about everyone else's occupations on Love Island, like Danica and Tasha? Like they are they not good enough mm, dancers? I don't know because those those industries are quite those industries are quite competitive, though, aren't they? Like because mm-hmm. like Danica and Tasha would both benefit from being on Love Island to get that exposure, so then they can actually True. take their dance career full time, and Tasha even to take her modelling full time because mm-hmm. that's why you see a lot of models go on Love Island. Yeah, yeah. You know, very just true. Gets, gets their name out there. Whereas, like, mm. like after Gemma's been on Love Island, no one's looking for her horse riding career. <laughs> it's true, but then that like, would be we quite don't relate cool. to it. I quite like when people keep their jobs, like they keep doing their jobs and are influencers alongside yeah. like, after Love Island, like Doctor Alex. That, like he's really cool now. He's good, got like series on then- ITV. Okay, I think it's good, but then how is the British public going to take like a sport that is actually quite elitist because it's very expensive? Well, I don't know. Maybe she promotes it and you know gets deals and, with the horse and then brands. In the cost of living crisis, everyone spends their money on going horse riding. Yeah. <laughs> Or like if she was really cool, she could do some sort of like free, you know, free lessons or like come like free events. Free free lessons. I don't know. Like she could she could do something creative and like fun for like young girls that want to get into that industry that can't afford it. Like that would be really cool. But like, cause I've heard about like because my um one of my colleagues, my old colleagues, like she um she does horse riding and she plays polo a lot and um and yeah she's spoken mm. about like kind of like the polo teams and stuff like that and how about how to get into polo and stuff and like it's achi- it's achievable you can do it and apparently, and apparently they make a lot of money as well like mm. the money's there um, polo. but then it's just like because i just sometimes i just think about these sports which are kind of like gatekeeper sports like for example mm. like with rowing as well that is also quite an elitist sport 
because um, mm. of like the cost of it, um, and also like archery, you know, I love fencing, archery. so fun. You know, I got an A star <laughs> in school for archery. Oh, well done, well done. But Thank do you know what you. I mean? Like these these sports to kind of pursue them full time and outside, like one usually it's people who have land people who mm. like can afford like to go to those those clubs also like golf as well it's like mm. you know a lot of, and like even like formula one when you come into that like these sports are kind of yeah. quite elitist sports yeah it's so true um the other day I went to that um, place in Stratford, Roof East, and they have lots, it's like a rooftop bar and they have lots of those like quirky mm-hmm. games. And me and my friend, we did baseball, but there they had bowls. They also had archery and they had mm-hmm. other like weird sports that you probably have never played before. So stuff like that is quite a cute introduction. Like if it's something that yeah. you've never done before, like stuff like that is is a cute, cheap way of doing it. But then if you want to take it to the next level and join but a club and get a professional, yeah, it's just it's not the same. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's not it's like same it's like how you get these bars and stuff they bring out these sports but it's like Mm. how you know like with trampoline parks it's not real trampolining and when i was trying to sign up for a trampolining club again like it's like i can't because it's like i'm not i'm not eight years old anymore and i've got piercings and shit and it's just like yeah you know and it's like i can't do something that i still enjoy and i still have some technique in and i want still want to develop technique in because it's now it's only seen as because of the age i'm at it's only seen as a pastime Mm. you know um, yeah. and like and like I can't go to a proper trampolining club just so I can actually do trampolining similar with tumbling and gymnastics as well like mm. it's like oh you're you're too old to do it now you're not in the sport anymore and you're not trying to be an yeah. athlete and whatever um, it just tells you a little bit what this country prioritises because like for men, you can play football. There's so many clubs everywhere for guys to continue yeah. playing football throughout their whole yeah. lives. And the with netball, lives. you can also do that too. Like there's a lot of netball clubs across London, the whole of London, every borough. Mm-hmm. And even outside of London, you can continue with netball. But say for instance, with basketball, I remember when I was talking to you when I moved to London, I was like, oh, I actually want to sign up for a club. And then I looked for a club. The closest one is like probably about 45 minutes away from me they do training on a Monday evening at like 8 mm. o'clock and I was like I'm not walking around in like random streets in London at 8 o'clock to go to some random school to play basketball like, I just want it to be local yeah. and I know you can go over the park and do it with your mates but it's just it's not the same but you have to find in the, mates like the actual environment well. yeah and I also need to find some mates <laughs> so yeah you like it's playing like basketball some <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like some sports are easy to continue with and others it's just like virtually impossible you've yeah. really got to like look hard to find the right places yeah exactly and as well because like when it comes to the equipment so even if we come back to the Gemma thing with um, horse riding mm. like okay it's, you can continue horse riding you know if you own some horses yeah <laughs> you know where can I buy if a horse you know, you know someone who owns horses you know someone who's got mm. the land and stuff and you know where to go but you know it's a bit difficult when you know you live in the city in a flat and you have no spa- horse space you know mm. it's true it's true you've really got to be outside of London like I don't know how many people here own horses I know a few people back home who do but mm-hmm. I've never met a London person really who owns a horse or who grew up horse riding yeah yeah interesting mm. anyway yeah oh. <laughs> what, what's next 
Oh yeah, okay. So while I was um scrolling through Twitter, bad vibes Twitter. Mm. Okay, don't get us wrong. Okay, shout out to Tutu's podcast. Yeah, we do love them on here. Um, but Nana, I'm sorry. Okay, so Nana tweeted. Do I have? Do I? Ha- I need the exact tweet. <laughs> I need the exact tweet. Um, she. Okay. I just feel like, you know, it's just sometimes some black people just like, just want to come with bad vibes all the time. And it's just like, but can can we not have one thing? You know, just just one thing. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So um, Nana tweeted from Tutu's podcast and like, don't get us wrong, we we love Tutu's, we love both of you guys. Um, But she tweeted, um, petition to abolish the candy dance. Um, Look, yeah like okay i'm not in agreement yeah because sometimes like can we not have one thing just one thing just just like you know Mm. just just one thing i think candy (laughs) it just brings back so many good memories from growing up and parties and when all your family are around and Mm -hmm. i was saying to you the other day um the film my best man's wedding when they're all dancing like that was the first movie i actually saw and witnessed black joy i was like wow this is a happy ending a happy black movie like this is i really like this i like this feeling yeah the best man's wedding sorry um yeah and i just i just think there's no harm in it why are we trying to abolish it (laughs) (laughs) what did you say you keep saying the best man's wedding and it's it's just the best man Oh, the best, is there a best man's wedding? Oh, I'm thinking of my best friend's wedding. The best man. There is, is one. That's the, best... the fourth one. They've got four. Or the third. What? Oh my god. Or the third film. There's the best man. Best man's holiday. Then the best man's wedding is the most recent one. Oh yeah. I don't think I've seen the oh, recent no, one. The best I've seen man's one... wedding is what's meant to be coming out. Oh I don't shit. Think it's come out. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that the best man. Um, <laughs> when in that movie um, it's just such a happy like when they all dance a candy at the end I'm like oh this is lovely it's just, this is cute what I what I just love about candy about the candy dance is just that it doesn't discriminate it doesn't discriminate against age it doesn't discriminate mm-hmm. against gender it doesn't discriminate against race either because you know if you if you can get the moves everyone can join in and we can all feel unified and united yeah, and we all feel like true. family and like because even i was at um a carnival i was at a carnival of work event last week and um so me and like me and okay like so i was dancing the whole time yeah and then the dance floor kind of cleared up cleared out people kind of just went outside and whatever anyway candy came on and me and one girl we were just holding candy we, we went and did the whole of the candy <laughs> dance the whole thing just me and this girl okay now people have realized candy is on everyone's coming back inside now everybody's mm. doing candy they had to pull it up so they had to pull it up now everybody's doing candy <laughs> and it's just like it was just so nice. Then you had the guy who's the, who's the sponsor of um, the Black Employee Network. He's also doing the candy dance mm. and he's getting it. And he's just like, okay, am I getting it? Am I getting it? And it's like, yeah, mate, you're getting it. You know? And just like, it was just such a beautiful moment. And it's yeah. just like, it's just nice. And I just love how like, just, you know, especially with like family gatherings, you mm. know, just like, okay. You know, like when you watch dance films, yeah? 
Mm. And all of a sudden, everybody knows the dance. Everybody knows the same dance. Yeah. It's just like, hold on, when, when did they all learn this dance? You know, like High School Musical, everybody knows the dance. And all of this together, yeah. clap. They all know <laughs> Cheetah Girls. You know, they all know the dance. Yeah, and like, well, Cheetah Girls, they would have done their rehearsals, innit? Yeah, because they were a band. But like High School Musical, <laughs> when did they all learn these songs? Um, <laughs> so it's just like when you just kind of have that time when that one song comes on and everybody know the dance you know the little ones might not know the dance but you drag them on the floor anyway and you tell them you are learning this today yeah. you know it's just such a nice like the uniform mm, yeah exactly wholesome that is the word mm, and yeah. um i just feel like you know like okay all right you might think the candy dance is corny might think it's cheesy but it's not every day shaku shaku, okay? Like, it's not every day azonto. Like, sometimes, you know, some people like, you know, when, when we don't have, we don't have the footsteps. Some some of us are not like, we're not, we're not from Africa, yeah? We, we don't have, we don't have the footsteps to be doing shaku shaku, you know, all the time. And yeah, we, like, we don't all get it. We don't all have it, you know? Some of those dance moves, they're complicated as well. There's a lot, there's like a lot of knees shaking and hand <laughs> movements, you know? There's a lot going on whereas candy one two step forward back hop mm. around you know simple simple yeah, all, and in, I think all on beat it's one of them ones as well that it spreads across all like generations like your grandparents yeah. will be doing it while you're like i don't know nieces and nephews are doing teaching it too the two-year-old yeah. how to do it too and it's, there's not many things that are like that like and also it's one of the small things even though you say any race can get involved everyone knows it's the a black dance everyone knows that when that song comes in the black people will get up and it's like there's not that yeah. many songs that can do that and that that is yeah. we've actually been able to gatekeep a little bit because exactly. normally it's, it's taken it's taken like straight away but that mm-hmm. somehow has just lived on and um yeah everyone will get involved it's just yeah it's nice and the song the song is a tune as well it like, doesn't Candy's get boring I don't think it gets boring it don't. I never get no, bored no I don't think it. the song gets boring I love the, mm. I still love the song it's just like oh this song is a tune and mm. then I was like oh you do that dance to this song oh okay let me get to know then so I can join mm-hmm. in and it's just yeah it's just nice because and as well I just feel like it's just nice having a dance that can involve everybody because you know like mm. with um, kind of like you know some of the some of the movements like Shaku Wazonto blah 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 it's like you know like everybody stands in the circle and is like hey you know to the one person yeah. who wants to do all the dance moves yeah and it, <laughs> someone's man and it's just like you know like while it's enjoyable and it's enjoyable to watch but you won't see me getting in the circle to embarrass myself because like obviously like i'm i'm not a dancer you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. if one two step is where i'm comfortable then one two step is where i'll stay <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean i agree i agree i don't think it needs to be abolished and she was probably joking so, when she tweeted it yeah, anyway but just, um, it doesn't need to be abolished yeah can you just let us have one thing please like um, anyway, yeah, I was just saying like, yeah, can we can we have one thing? Is that okay that everybody can join in on, and that we can say is like a black thing? It, it, it includes all black people. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know? Because as well, like when we were doing Ponder River, Ponder Bank, you know, like those <laughs> moves are very simple. Everybody could join in too. But like sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a lot of steps in these dances, you know. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of steps in the in you know like I know shaku shaku but like we don't want to be doing it wrong. <laughs> no, like I'm not even gonna try. Like, I'll, I'll, 
I'm not trying that in a club. Like, I'm not trying that at a party. I'm not trying yeah. that anywhere. Like, you guys you know, can like, enjoy that one. <laughs> you know, like, signal the plane. You know, it's it's simple. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go on with the roads. Simple. Mm. You know, fling. It's true. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, fling can get complicated. Some people really I mean, know how to fling. Uh, no, but that's people who want to f- like fling off the whole neck, though, isn't it? Like you can just do a little fling of your shoulder. It's fling two step. <laughs> but you know what I find confusing is you fling, and then how many steps back do you do? It's fling, step forward, step forward, step back, step back, and then fling again. I'm gonna practice because I can never get. <laughs> so you kind of like I can never get. You step fully. forward, you fling, fling, step, and then back, back. back. Okay. Yeah. I hope you yeah. guys are practicing. Yeah, yeah. I need my practice because when that comes on, I'm just like bopping. I can't. I might do a little shoulder movement, but yeah, I will you just not do a be little, a little in a shoulder fling. Is okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, candy. At least we can all get it. You know. Yeah. And we're all true. turning around. Everybody gets their, t- their turn at the front, as long as you're, unless you're in the middle. Then yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you see who the imposters are when they, they're at the front and they're turning their heads around like, what the fuck's going they're on? Like, what, what's next? What's next? What beat am I on? And it's fine. We're not judging. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. So the London boys also, while I was scrolling through Twitter. So, you know, T-Pain said, let's buy you a drink. And the London boys said, no, thank you. Like... <laughs> I don't understand what their issue is. <laughs> what is the problem? Um, so like, okay, someone tweeted saying, met the loveliest Swedish born Sudanese babes on my way home from DLT last week. And they were like, what's up with London guys? They don't, but they don't buy drinks. Um, mm. To which um, someone tweeted back, um, using the name Yardman, Jamaican flag. Um, he tweeted back saying, Limo, this generation of girls are just beggars going out with expectations of getting drinks bought for them. <sighs> Guys, the bar is in hell. I'm so sorry. Like, what what, what can we do? What can we do? We're beggars you know, for small, small drinks. In these places as well, like going out clubbing, going out to events, I do not remember the last time a guy actually bought me a drink. And I'm not I saying no I go either. out. Yeah, like I'm not saying I go out with, with intention, with no money, mm. but I go out and it would be nice if someone bought me a drink, but no one ever does buy me a drink. So we're not, yeah. we're not beggars. Like not many of us to, beggar, are beggars. I'm trying to think if anyone has ever bought me a drink, like just been out in a club. And I don't think I don't think they have since uni. And even at uni, I remember a time some guys asked to buy us drinks, mm. and then they were debating at the bar, being like, "Wait, are they going to just leave us? Are they going to just dip?" And they were debating at the <laughs> bar. And literally, I was just with my friend, being like, "What the fuck? Why are they debating?" And then and then I was just like, "You know, we can buy our own drinks, you know." <laughs> like, yeah, I literally, that's I the literally thing. said that to them, and they were like, "Oh no, no, we, we were just checking out. Oh, will you stay with us if we if we buy you the oh drinks?" It's just like, look, no, what Escort we can service. buy our own drinks, and I just had yeah. to shame them to their faces. Like, we don't need you to buy the drinks. You know, we can buy our own drinks. We can afford to buy our own drinks. We all we all get the same student loan, so like, yeah, we can buy our own drinks. You don't need yeah, to be yeah. trying to buy it. Like, I do think like it is a little bit 
um, courteous. If someone buys you a drink, you do have a little chat with them. But at the same yeah. time, if if a man's buying a girl to... a drink for a whole conversation, like because they want to talk to them, they want to, you know, go home with them or whatever, then it's coming from the wrong place. And I, I don't yeah. know many girls that are begging guys for drinks. I don't. I, I don't, don't know, know what any girls Twitter people who are living beg guys in. for drinks. Because mm. like the thing is, is that. Like the way he said, this generation of girls are just beggars going out with expectations of getting drinks. But it's like, a lot of girls don't go out with those expectations. Like it's like a hopeful expectation, but right now that is just something from a movie. <laughs> like it's yeah. not real life. <laughs> guys don't even hardly approach anymore because they're so, yeah. so stush. They don't even want to, they, they want girls to come up to them. Because the girls are just beggars. <laughs> <laughs> And how old is this man? It's like, can you guys get off of Twitter for five minutes and get outside? No, no, he's um, he's not getting outside because just this generation of girls are just beggars. Hmm. <laughs> it is just like it's shameful and it's embarrassing. Like, does he not feel embarrassed at the fact that he's kind is of he not embarrassed? He's coming across as very broke, very stingy extremely very classless like like sorry that that you had to buy a girl a, a 10 pound drink once <laughs> literally literally and it's funny because someone um so someone tweeted back to the beggars saying damn i'd hate to live in the uk not only are they broke and stingy they sassy as fuck too <laughs> <laughs> oh man i do not like a sassy a, a sassy, sassy man. man. Not no, a I sassy can't man. Stand that. Not a sassy man. But yeah, it's just a shame. Like literally, buying drinks is literally. We only know that from a T Pain song. Hmm. Yeah, it's not. We, real do, we life. don't know no, that in real American life. It's the American men. It's the American yeah. guys. Yeah. Literally, the only time like I've had drinks bought for me is literally um, like when I've gone on a date. <laughs> yeah. Same. Like no, ain't no one trying to buy buy drinks when you know if I'm just out. It's yeah, only and I'll only say I only say yes to someone if they're cute. I've had it a couple of times where people yeah. ask to buy me a drink and I'm like, oh, Uncle, not today, not today. Like, I you don't just don't want them to get chat. the wrong idea. Yeah, yeah. And this happened to me actually when we were in Mykonos and there was that guy from I think he's from Belgium or something and he bought me literally like I think a shot and then he invited me to go and sit on his table so I sat on his table all of his friends vanished and it was just me and him on the table and I was like for fuck's sake and then he I was sitting somehow I was on his lap I think I was drunk and then he was like he was just trying to chat to me and stuff and I was like oh like I'm not actually interested like why am I here and like all you've done Mm -hmm. is buy me a shot you haven't bought me like a bottle or something like why am I sitting here so then I got up and ran and then I was like sorry I'm going (laughs) very weird Hmm. yeah and that's the thing like they want to buy you drinks and expect that you need to give them all your attention but they're not really giving anything back (laughs) no you're like you're not entertaining and yeah. you just want one thing so I just can't, exactly. I can't be bothered like one thing just for one shot are you alright mm. me <laughs> <laughs> it's cheeky yeah but I thought that was I thought that was really funny yeah um, oh okay so we wanted to chat about this so Olani um guys check out Laid Bear podcast most recent episode with um, Hardy Caprio it's Hardy Caprio right yeah the singer yeah. Or um, rapper, yeah. I was about to say Hedy One Hardy Caprio <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah so um, Hardy Caprio was on Laid Bear Alani's podcast 
And I felt like it was really, it was a very interesting episode. Like I haven't listened to Laid Bear in, in a minute, but um, mm. I just, I just, I just wanted to, I decided to watch this, this one. And I thought mm-hmm. this episode was really interesting. And I am going to play the clip that was, that they had put out on their page and then Shadeborough also um, saved it, also, also posted it. Mm-hmm. But let me just get the clip up. There you go. Why do you have a preference? Okay, so let me go back to the minute. If a guy has a preference with their body count, do you think I should Why do you have a preference? I was discussing this with my sister the other day. People think like preferences is just a get out card. Where does your preference come from? Your preference isn't just born with you when you come into this world. Your mm. preference is created of your environment, what you see society doing. Mm. That is how your preference is created. I never came out of the womb liking men who were just six foot. Society made me believe that it is normal for a guy to be taller than a woman in a relationship. So naturally, women want men who are a bit taller. So where is that preference coming from? And your experiences. Your preference for wanting a woman who's less experienced comes from patriarchy. It comes from women, you know, historically being policed through their sexuality and society not seeing that sex is for women. That is where your preference for having a low body count is coming from. It's coming from Thanks. not wanting your boys to laugh at your face and be like, oh, beat that. Okay, yeah, you beat that, but now she's with me. Okay, so what? Like, mm. am I going to pretend I've never been with a guy who girls have fucked before? Yeah, I have. What can I do? Like you said before, we are not possession. We are real people. So, yeah, just because you fuck 100 people doesn't mean that that girl should vanish and turn into dust. She right. too deserves love, respect, mm-hmm. and companionship. I really enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I really like her. Yeah, we love Alani. Shout out Alani mm. and shout out um, Lady. Everyone, go listen to Lady Bear. Um, it is like a fantastic podcast. Um, like mainly focused on sex positivity, especially sex positivity with um, women and Black women as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I just what I just thought was really interesting is this, I like how she defined what preferences actually mm. are like actually where preferences have actually come from because what mm-hmm. I can't stand is when people want to turn around to me and be like well that's my preference and it's like I didn't ask for your preference mate like mm. <laughs> why, why are you telling me and why is your it's preference true. just yeah like why why are you telling me what your preference is I, I didn't I didn't ask I didn't care like I'm not telling you that my preference is six foot all the time like no. I mean it's not and my preference like, <laughs> like whatever you're gonna say is gonna upset me in some way because if you say your preference is someone that looks nothing like me I'm like excuse me excuse mm-hmm. me like it's nothing like me and then on the other hand if you say your preference is me like and someone who looks like me then I'm like but what is that rooted in like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't need to know like I don't need to know I don't need yeah. to know leave it but, but as well like you know because I think there's a difference between like preference and type because I know you used to ask people oh what's your type but I feel like that is kind of different because I feel like because don't you find it interesting that like people want to talk about what their preference is but they use it interchangeably like with type I'm trying to explain myself let me try and explain what I mean go on carry on um, well, I was going to say, so preference is normally rooted in like physical things when we hear it. No one says, I prefer someone who's mm. kind to someone who's nasty. It's always like, I prefer my girl with a fat ass in comparison to a girl with a skinny, like with, who's skinny, or I prefer mm-hmm. someone that 
I don't know, comes from this ethnicity, not the, that ethnicity. Whereas yeah. like a type, it's like I go for someone who is, you, you add in a bit of both. So it's like, oh, it's, normally I go for someone who's nice, who's like friendly. And then normally someone who's like six foot or whatever. No, like I don't feel like I don't when people like- talk about types, it's a bit more of a gentle conversation (laughs) and I feel like there's more room for other things whereas preference sounds like it's very black and white yeah and it's very like well this is my preference that's it and Mm. that's how it has to be whereas type is Mm. just like okay these are the type of people that I like these are the type of aspects of a person I like Mm. but it's not gonna it's not like this is it this is the only thing it's always opposing something else. So it's like, I don't need to know that you're, if you're saying you like this, you're not into that. Like, I don't yeah. need to know. I'd, I'd prefer just to leave it. But your type, sometimes I'm a little bit interested because it's like, oh, what kind of girls do you go for? Like personality wise as well. Like what, what? Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't really ask it anymore, but like I'm quite, sometimes I'm quite interested because it's like, oh, do you normally go for someone who, you know, like works nine to five or is yeah. like creative? Like there's, there's a lot of room for different things to be added yeah. to the conversation. There. And it doesn't have to be black or white, yeah. kind of thing. It can exactly. be. Oh yeah, I date. Well, I, um, I don't mind. I date these type <laughs> of girls. Oh, mm. but I've also dated these type of girls, but mainly, you know, like yeah, yeah. There is room for there's there's wiggle room in there. Whereas preference is just very mm-hmm. much like this is it and this only. And I find like mm-hmm. with preference, it's like. Um, kind of a lot of the time when men, when well, especially cishet men, are as are kind of defining or letting people know their mm. preferences, it's very much in a way of like you shaming the women if they don't live up to what their preference and what their standard is, and mm-hmm. I think that's what the problem of preferences. That I think that's what the problem of preferences are and when men want to mm. shout, well, this is my preference and that's it mm-hmm. and everyone should accept my preference. Um, but it's just like, but but no, why, why does everybody have to accept that when it's like you're asking for an ideal that isn't there, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And, it's just yeah, strange as well with the, the actual conversation that they were having. And I agree with 100% with what Aloni was saying because it's like, who has a preference for like a, a, an amount of people that a person has slept with? Like, I'm not going to engage in these stupid conversations with men that are like, I, I like my women to have not slept with many people because it's like oh give it a rest like we're grown adults literally we're not teenagers like please it's it's just so so boring and it's like as as a grown man if you if if you still think that you deserve to be with someone who hasn't slept with many people then maybe you do need to look at why that is your preference because it's strange Mm -hmm. it's very very strange yeah it is and um so this was posted on Shadeborough so I, I did decide to let me have a look in the comments and um mm. Alani as rightfully so she should she was promoting her book in the comments as she should like you know go mm. pre-order the big O I'll promote it here too because mm-hmm. I do love Alani and um I haven't pre-ordered but I will definitely try and buy the book when it comes out though because you know like yeah. cost of living crisis and that but <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, like, so someone commented saying, um, and tagging Aloni, like, asking her, saying, why do women like to shame men for their preferences? Women are free to set multiple requirements they expect from men with no objections, yet women out here trying to shame men into being with w- w- women that have been run through. What does F-O-H mean? 
fuck out of here. I don't know. I don't know. Some of my friends use this. F-O-H. I, I, oh, my God. I sound so old. This is so... But then... Um, F-O-H. Alani said... Uh, Alani said, you came on my page to tell me to F-O-H. Are they sick in your family? What does that mean? F-O-H. F- oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> it does mean fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so Alani's like, you came on my page to tell me to get the fuck out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes sense. Um... Yeah, so what I just okay, I just I need to, I can dissect this because the mm. thing is he has just said and he said it himself. Like he's talking about men and their preferences and he said women and their requirements. I feel like requirements and preferences are two completely different mm. things. You know, you just like show yourself. <laughs> you know, like cuz a requirement is just like can you at least reach this bar? You know, you need to be like this tall to to go on the ride. You know, like a requirement mm-hmm. is just like, can you at least just bring something to the table? And yeah, I'll consider going out of you. It's kind of like a requirement is kind of like setting a boundary. Yeah, okay. like I want someone who's employed. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like that's yeah. too much to ask. But um, <laughs> and as well, like that can be like aspects of a person. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, sometimes maybe some people might be asking too too much, but then come on a lot of the times women are always like are always settling you know like yeah. it's, it's statistically shown that a lot of women are settling you know um but then so yeah but then he, he's talking about why um about shaming men for their preference but like a preference of i don't want you to have like you should have only slept with um x amount of people that's under five like that's that's just mm. a weird that's just so weird. It's like a weird, why is that a preference for you? Why is mm-hmm. that what you would prefer in a woman? You know, it's like not realistic mm. <laughs> for one. You know, yeah. it's not realistic. And it's like, you guys all want quote unquote, a good girl, but then you don't go for those types of girls that you apparently want, You do, but you want to set that standard onto every woman that you meet yeah because they'd also expect to be with a good girl who can perform like a porn star and it's like what Literally, do you want oh gosh <laughs> so even okay even this this whole video is reminding me of um so i was having a conversation mm. i was having a conversation with a guy from hinge uh, guys i know mm. you guys must be loving my hinge stories now um i don't know if i spoke about this the other week as well but um i don't know why this guy was debating with me Mm. about how they said there was a girl who we saw on hinge and she said that she was looking for a relationship however this guy knows of this girl and he knows that his friend has been sleeping with this girl and also been engaging in threesomes with this girl (laughs) so he so he knows this information about this girl because his Mm. mate is being chatty patty talking about the threesomes he's having with this girl so they're kind of and he's there trying to say well this girl shouldn't say that she's looking for a relationship which which i'm just like why why are the two interchangeable like the girl mutually like mutually exclusive like you you either need to be single and doing nothing or like you can't you can't have threesomes if you're single how how does that make sense (laughs) it doesn't make any sense so i'm just like well why can't she be looking for a relationship like she can be having fun having her hot girl summer and look mm. for her in a relationship outside. I'm sure those guys that, or that if she's having a threesome with two guys or having a threesome with a guy and a girl or having a threesome with um, a non-binary person, anything, any mm. or, or anyone, not anything, sorry, anyone. Um, like, 
just why, why can't she engage in what she wants to do while she's having fun and also pursue a relationship like she sounds very mm. secure in herself to me to know that what she's looking for and that she's not looking for it in those people that she's having threesomes with she knows what that's about yeah and that is kind of shaming because we'll it talk is. about this at some point because I've been meaning to talk about it for ages but the whole conversation around oh do you put all of your eggs in one basket or while you're single do you multiple mm-hmm. do you date multiple people because for some people like for this man that you're talking to it seems like his like philosophy is like oh you date one person at a time whereas for her yeah. it's different and people have it, you know different styles of dating and I think yeah. that's fine and, and no and one's she wrong doesn't- and she shouldn't be shamed for that because mm-hmm. because just because your boy wants to do chatty patty and expose her that she's having threesomes. Like she shouldn't mm. be shamed. Like, it's true. You know, and she shouldn't be judged the fact that she wants to have a threesome, but she's mm-hmm. looking for a relationship. Like the like it's allowed. And I feel like that it just reminded me from the comment about how about how oh um, women are out here trying to shame men into being with women that have been run through. And it's like, hold on. Like, no one... <laughs> no one is trying to shame you into being with a woman that you don't want to be with. Don't be mm. with them then, you know? Like, okay, you're chat, chat, chatting about your preferences, but your preferences don't make no sense. You don't have no control over someone's past. You don't, mm-hmm. you know? You don't have no control over the decisions that they used to make or the decisions that they wanted to make. Because clearly, like, yeah. she was okay with making them. Um, yeah. Also, you know, just the word run through. It's like, it's how disgusting. old is this person to be using that word? Like, he must be like in, in his mid 30s. But it's just disgusting. <laughs> it's that like, is the how can I'm you getting talk- from mid 30 year olds? Yeah, like. I agree. I just, I think as, a, as an adult, why are you talking about another person like that? Like, yeah. it's so derogatory. It's so I, I just der- really yeah. don't like it. Exactly. You took the word right out of my mouth. Like, mm. it, it's just, it's a very disgusting way to describe, um, to describe a woman and to shame and to, to put shame on a woman because it's like, yeah. This whole idea of oh yeah, I want to be with a with a girl who hasn't had that many men. Can't be with a girl who has been quote unquote run through. But it's like sounding like Andrew Tate. Like you're snitching <laughs> on yourself again and again. You you guys oh, are pedophiles. You, <laughs> you incels. Um, it's grim. It's, it's so like, grim. I'm sorry. Like what are you men doing? Because we know that you men are out here fucking. Yeah. Like who are you running through quote unquote running through who are you running through so what and so all of these women aren't worthy of love or respect because mm. because they've had sex before everyone's running through each other like let's leave it at that <laughs> there you go like I mean come on let's like let's keep it real and as well it's just this weird I just think I think the shame of people's body count <laughs> <laughs> It sounds just, so ridiculous. I, it shouldn't be a thing at our age. Like, well, no. it shouldn't be a thing anyway. But, but it's like, like, why are we? Sh- <sighs> but why are we shamed of women's body count? But we're not shamed of men's body count. Men mm. are allowed to go and quote unquote run through all of these women, but and somehow the they're going to find that virgin. If if men haven't slept with many people, then they're probably shamed, or they feel some sort of shame because they haven't but, matched up to expectations. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is though, like a lot of 
men like it's like the shame is there because they know that they have been degrading a lot of women but in their eyes Mm -hmm. they feel like they've degraded these women um they like it because like they get some kind of kick from that it boosts their ego knowing that they've degraded certain women and whatever and so now it's kind of like okay you women are um that person is trying to look for a relationship Mm. but i did this xyz to her do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like and I feel like those are the men who are loudest because they're yeah. they're the ones who are doing the quote unquote running through. Like mm-hmm. you guys don't even sound like you guys are having good sex either. Like I'm sorry, like <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, because they're so but, miserable. They're just sitting online yeah. complaining all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just like, I'm sorry, wouldn't you prefer to kind of be with someone who has an idea of what they're doing, but no, you want everyone to their body count to be under five. It's not, it's not realistic. And like, um, why are we just counting gross. body counts? Why is, ugh, why are we yeah, counting? Who's, who's counting? Why are we counting anyway? Yeah, Literally. like who's counting? Who's counting? I'm sorry, cause like, like, I've definitely forgotten people. Like who am I, who is counting? I'm not counting. Because like some people yeah, are just as I'm like- I'm not counting. Who were you for me to count you? Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> If I didn't see you again, and like, it's, were, were you there? The thing is, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be about numbers anyway. It should be about the experience. Like, exactly. <laughs> why have we made it into like a numerical thing? <laughs> oh gosh, isn't it? It's just like you guys grew up, learned how to count, learned how to count on your fingers, and it's like, yes, let's count the bodies. And this is the only it thing they can, the only maths well. they continue doing. They don't do any other form of maths. Just this. <laughs> it's just the body count. It's the only numbers that, that, that they can remember. Like this yeah. is the thing. How do you remember? You can't remember your times tables, but you can remember everyone's <laughs> body counts. Like, please. But like, how how are you meant to remember? How are you meant to remember? Really, realistically, I don't know how people count. Like, I know that some some people had lists. I remember at unis, like some people had lists. Lists. <gasps> yeah, there was a girl. There was a girl on my course, and she had a list. <gasps> And she, show, and she showed us her list and she was very proud of her number. Um, really? But, but like, this is like, you know, like how kind of um, uni time, like, especially with kind of the white white demographic, like mm. white girls were quite proud of being so sexually liber- liberated and like your body count showed that you were a freak kind of thing. And I feel mm. like body count isn't a thing, so much of the thing in the white community. Cause like, mm. okay. They don't talk if about sle- it as much. Well, no, I don't even think they don't talk about it. I think, like, the more people, the more experienced you are. Mm. I think that's how it translates. Because, like, people don't mind that people have had sex with lots of people. Because it just shows that you're experienced and that you're desirable. Um, mm. But maybe that's, that's kind of from what I've gathered from some of the conversations. Because mm. this girl was very proud to show us her body count. Like, because she was showing <laughs> me and this other girl... Um, and like this other girl she was also white but she dated black guys so she showed mm. me and this other girl <laughs> and that girl she had been in a relationship for a really long time so her count was two mm. <laughs> um, so and she was very proud of her count because it was very low mm-hmm. and she'd been in a quite a long term relationship um, yeah and it was just interesting seeing the contrast because that girl the girl with the low body count was very much shaming the girl with the high body count but the girl with the (gasps) high body count was very proud to show us her number very proud she had the names she had the numbers and Mm. everything and it's just like how do you remember all those people and how do you remember all those names and it's like she was just so proud about it yeah 
Yeah, I just wouldn't... I wouldn't know unless I was, like, listing people out. It's just not something I think about. And the no. fact that people think about this all the time, it's like, oh, give it a rest. And then I don't even care to think about it. Like, if someone asked me my just... number, I wouldn't yeah. be able to tell you. I can only tell you, like, okay, roundabout, maybe roundabout. Mm. <laughs> like, I can only tell you that, but I can't tell you my number because I legit have not been counting because maths was never my favourite subject, guys. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't see anything enjoyable in remembering the number. <laughs> and I don't need to be remembering like experiences that I'm not counting either. <laughs> you know what I mm. mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Um, but anyway, guys, like I just feel like pref- this whole idea of preferences is dangerous. Like, and again, a lot as Aloni said, preference, preference is um, is determined on your environment. And mm. actually, maybe we need to look if if you're if you have a preference that maybe is deemed problematic, maybe look at yourself and think, oh, where did I get this from, and why is this my preference? I think that is mm. the question that everyone needs to ask. Why is this my preference? Just like how Alani said, oh, my preference is taller guys, and that's from patriarchy. That's because they have deemed that I should be with someone who's taller than me because m- masculinity states that men are taller. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel like that was a very good um, analogy mm. because like, why, like, let's deep, why, why do we really like taller guys? are we actually attracted to guys who are taller are guys who are taller actually more attractive than shorter guys because a lot of the time no they're not like let's let's keep it real mm. like a lot of the time mm, these, these tall guys like yeah. are you just attracted that they're tall or do they really have a nice face I mean their face is quite high up so you don't have to look at it all the time right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I know what you mean I just think these conversations like Aloni she articulated it all perfectly and it's like yeah, I have nothing really to add because she can just anyone wants to have any sort of um, conversation where they try and shame people or like mm-hmm. shout about their preferences she's going to be able to answer every question because she's exactly. just she's an expert in that area so she is she is an expert mm. and um Everybody go pre-order the big O. I like that we're just giving free promotion, but we yeah. like we love her, so we'll give yeah. we'll give her pre- free promotion, even though she don't know that we're doing it. But hey ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, when, when we meet Alani, we'll be able to direct her back to this episode. Teehee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, should we end it there? Yeah, let's end it there. Okay, Derek. What are you injecting this week, Diana? Jeez, I think um, I think for me, summer has knocked a lot of my routines out of place. So like, <laughs> Literally. I'm not going to the gym too much. I'm not really, I'm not doing a lot of things that I productively like to be doing. But I'm not going to shame myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As the seasons change, the weather changes. I'll be back in the gym. I'll be back, you know. Um, doing thing but like it's not even bad that I'm not in the gym it's like uh, why why do I care so much I think mm. it does help with mental health a lot for me but at the and same it's nice time having that it's routine like, I think yeah yeah but I'm doing other things at the moment to supplement my mental health and also I don't know about you but like traveling to work I get so exhausted I walk up escalators like all the time I walk down do them like why yeah 
because I just think, oh, I can get in a bit of exercise here. I do that. And I feel like that's my activity for the day. Like I'm done. Like I've been walking up escalators all day and my legs ache once I'm at the top. I'm like, oh my God, that is actually a bit cardio. Why do you do that because I, it's probably like, I feel like I need to rush to get to work and then rush okay. to get home to work. Okay, sorry. Can I can I challenge your thought process? Because mm. I have purposely as well, because I found like sometimes, you know, rushing to get on that train mm. and I've just thought, you know what? Why are we rushing ourselves to get somewhere that tiny bit quicker? Went, like you know and basically killing ourselves to get that that tiny bit quicker like what what is that getting that the those couple of seconds quicker than if i just stood here what is that going to do for you because i literally and i kind of challenge i purposely do not walk up and down escalators <laughs> maybe i'll walk down them because it's less energy mm. but anything that is making me exert energy that i don't need to be exerting you know like i'm not in the gym this is not for fitness this is like i'm literally trying to mm. get to work those that that two seconds quicker like was is it worth exerting that energy it's not two seconds though at some at some stations honestly the queues at the bottom it's like a whole crowd of people and if you don't i'll be waiting there for five minutes but then at the same time like those five minutes is standing there for those five minutes like what what is that going to do to your day is that gonna is that gonna greatly impact your day or is that gonna give you time where you can just stand and be in your own thoughts and actually think for yourself and something no it does it literally doesn't it stresses me out because everyone's pushing to get on the side everyone's still gonna be pushing regardless if you rush down there or if you stand there they don't really because if if you're walking up and down no one else really wants to do that so you've kind of got a free aisle to just walk yeah but (laughs) when you get to that platform everyone's still pushing Mm. and that's the five minutes you'll be waiting not if the train arrives there on time (laughs) yeah but then if the but the train arriving on time like imagine like you're walking down the escalator the the train's still gonna arrive at whatever time sometimes Mm. you still have to stand on that platform sometimes I do but that's when I can like you know relax a little bit (laughs) yeah but you could have relaxed standing on the escalator I don't I just can't I can't do it I can't wait especially if there's kids in front of me a whole family and by the time I'm I'm quite a fast walker when I'm I'm commuting mm-hmm. and just people being in front of me just winds me up like but they're still just, gonna be there regardless like imagine the kids they, the family are already on the platform you've walked down the escalator the kids are still there yeah but I walk to the end of platforms so no one yeah, no so one really the kids walks up there, there on time so regardless you're walking to the end of the platform have you stood on the escalator or have you rushed down it or yeah, rushed up it Look, you challenged me. I, I'm not challenged. I like. Yeah, you're not challenged. Like you, you, you've got your excuses at the moment, but the thing is, is like, yeah, it's healthy like, though. It's not. It's not. I don't like think it is. Rushing around. I feel thing. like rushing around isn't healthy because I feel like I it's just feel like, like it's rushing. rushing so much. It's like just moving quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's you like can move walking fast. You can move quickly, but it's like sometimes I, I think this is just like me as well because I because I get out of breath a lot as well. It's like mm. this isn't worth it. Me walking up this escalator isn't worth it because I'm out mm. of breath now. Now I'm sweating for what reason? When I could have just stood there. Like, you no, know, actually, was I when 
when I had COVID and like a few weeks after I had it, I was out of breath. When I tried to walk up the escalators, I was out of breath. So I was like, I'll give mm-hmm. it a break. But I think now since I've been going to the gym more and since I've been walking up the escalators more, I get to the top of like walking three escalators. Now I feel good. I'm like, oh, all right, that, that was fine. And uh, I quite like that feeling of feeling like, oh, I'm actually fit. <laughs> I'm guessing you're more fitter than me because I'm always out of breath regardless. If I'm in the gym, I'm always out. <laughs> like literally I can't, because I can't even run at the gym. Like I've been, I've been getting better at running on the, running on the treadmill at the gym, mm. but I'm still really out of breath like I can't do like high energy um high energy things like that regardless Mm. because I'm always out of breath anyway so like for me I'm just like what is what is me rushing up the escalator gonna do what is me running for the train gonna do like I might hurt Mm. myself just because as well because I'm having issues as well like my knees are hurting all the time and stuff like that and it's like I don't want I don't want to injure myself because I'm sprinting to get on a fucking train for what reason when (laughs) when I want to be doing pole do you know what I mean so Mm. it's just like for me it's just like these are the things that there's no point me rushing for when I can actually be able to breathe and I can stand on the platform and wait for mm. the next train to come and be able to breathe fine because it takes me a really long time to get my breath back. But anyway, that was my challenge <laughs> to you. Obviously, you're a lot fitter than me, so that's fine. So, okay, mm. carry on rushing up and down this glitter. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not even rushing. I guess I don't feel like I'm in a major rush. I just do it mm-hmm. because it's like, if I'm not going to the gym that day, I'm like, I may as well get some steps in rather okay, than I just get stand. It in that sense. But do you mm. feel like we're in a society where it's just so normal to do that? We don't realize that we are rushing because we're always on the go. Because that's another reason why I yeah. just, I'm just like, I don't need to be go like walking up and down because it's like, what what rush am I in to get there any quicker? Like, what's the point for, for me yeah, to work and I'm still think... not getting paid to live properly? I don't like, what's the point? Mm. I was like that more when I would drive because I was like, I'm not rushing to get to work or get home from work or I'm not rushing out of a roundabout quickly because Mm. like, I'd rather just do everything safely. I don't really care. Like, I don't really care if I'm five minutes late for something. I'd rather just arrive somewhere in one piece. Um, But I guess because there's less risks walking in a station than what there is. (laughs) Maybe there is, maybe there's more risks. It depends. um, It depends if you're prone to falling over. And recently, like, I keep walking into shit. So (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) no, fuck it. But I, yeah, because I get what you mean with driving as well, because I'm the same with driving. Because it's like, what am I getting Mm. angry for? For what? Literally, like, why why would I give myself road rage? I'll just put my music on and enjoy my drive. Literally, (laughs) like, you guys can be beeping, beeping, beeping me. Go go ahead. You go with your high blood pressure. I'm fine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm the same. What's your injector? Sorry, what was your injector? I felt like I cut in because I challenged you. It was just like, don't worry if you're out of sync with your routine. It's like you'll pick it back up at some point, but there's there's no rush to pick it okay, back yeah, up. Okay, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. And mine, mine is basically a quote from Never Have I Ever which was just so it was just so lovely but basically it is um you are never too much and you are always enough and I just thought it was just so like when I heard it said I was just like you know what it's so true and like even kind of coming back to the whole preferences bullshit it's like you know what guys you know what leave these people in their preferences yeah because Mm. at the end of the day like you you won't you are never too much for someone and who cares what the fuck your body count is like there's going to be someone there who like you are enough for them 
Like, mm-hmm. and you are, you are always enough for yourself as well. So like, don't yeah. be like listening to these people that want to be chat, chat, chatting about their preferences, want to be chat, chat, chatting about women this, mm-hmm. women that, and um, kind of like shaming you for the things that you are, but know what, like you mm-hmm. are enough you're always you always have been enough you always will be enough and you are never too much for anyone as well and you are never too little as well don't even let people let people even try and contemplate that you're too that you're not even enough that you're not that you're too little as well because even that nah yeah yeah that's not too little i like that that's cute yeah but anyway guys thank you guys for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode um i'm alexandra you can find me at alxndr underscore nic and i'm diana and you can find me at d-e-a-n-n-n-a-b underscore yeah on instagram and you can find us at injected underscore pod on instagram and on twitter tweet us tell us what you think um yeah like yeah just let us know um and yeah all of that we'll catch you next week guys and bye bye